I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ramble React. Scotland were fantastic against Spain, and Wales also got a win. It's Wednesday, 29th of March. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Lars Ewerson. Well, hello, everybody. My goodness. What a night. For the Bonnie Scots, Jim Campbell. It was incredible stuff, wasn't it? Ab- at no point did they look like losing. No. It was an the- absolutely magnificent performance. Jim, the control England crave in games was played out in, in by Scotland in Hamden Park. That's how you do it. If you go 2-0 up against a very good side, that's how you see it out. Did not look in doubt. Lovely old job. Their first competitive win over Spain for 39 years. It is not just a great result. It is an unbelievably good performance as well. It absolutely was a magnificent performance. As you say, very, very well controlled. 25% possession. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't need any more than that. All right, it didn't, so, didn't yeah. feel like one of those games, though, did it? It didn't feel like <laughs> yeah, one of those listen, games. I don't want won. to pick Marcus up on tactical details, but I think the control England crave when you've had like 35... I mean, you didn't. they didn't have a lot of control. Well... <laughs> As they were very good. I'm just saying, let's let's use the correct words for the correct things. Um, well, it was, yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, they didn't look like being pegged back at all. And when you put that stat in there of 25%, yeah, I mean, maybe it was containment, I think. Yeah, would, that's would, true. Would perhaps be a better word. Um, Lars, did you see this coming? I mean, I should have, because I should have by now accepted that bad things will happen to Norway at all times. Oh, here we go. Uh, when it comes to football. <laughs> 
Um, with apologies to our Scottish listeners who will be delighted. I, I struggle to find joy in this outcome. It's very, very bad news for us, but it was a very impressive performance. And uh, I think they did a very good job uh, control of it. There it is. There. Containing there we go. A, a, a surprisingly toothless pain. You know what I was really impressed with? There was a period like towards the second half, the second part of the first half, where there was a lot of aggro. Mm. And, and as a neutral without a lot of skin in the game who kind of want to Spain to come back and and, and win. I, I was enjoying all the aggro and there were a couple mm-hmm. of yellow cars and the Spanish were being very sneaky. They were sort of exaggerating everything and, and trying to get a rise. Doesn't sound And like I thought this, this could, I mean, we're very close to someone just snapping and two-footing someone to mm-hmm. make a point here. And, and that sort of thing, of course, can turn a game against you. So I, I thought Scotland, I was impressed by their ability to not get fully triggered and, and, and just keep focus under, uh, under at times, you know, sneaky and provocative behavior from, from the Spanish. I thought that was very impressive as well as the overall performance. Yeah, every, everything seemed to be just in place for them. The, 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 you know, an early goal in, in each half. The temperament was there. Obviously, the crowd were with them, all that kind of stuff. They, I mean, it, they've nailed it. I mean, Spain are a better side than Scotland. Let's not be silly here, Jim. But, you know, you have that start. They never look back. They created no. chances. They could have scored more. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, there's a chance late on where you thought actually they might get a third and really, really put the cherry on top there. But um, that, that's what struck me as well. They from from the moment they went ahead, they did. They never even really looked like conceding. You know, all the, for all the possessions Spain had, they didn't really do a huge amount with it. Angus Gunn wasn't tested that much. Mm-hmm. They looked very, very comfortable, just sort of defending and, and sitting in that mode and just being just being happy for Spain to sort of ding it about and then inexplicably bring Iago Aspas on. Um, <laughs> Love it. Aspas. Lucas Perez is on the bench somewhere as Hossolu, well. Hosselu, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe Hosselu isn't the answer. Maybe that's what we've learned from this. Yeah, he only scores well, against so the I'm crap gonna, team. I'm going to stick up for Iago Aspas here, who has been mm. amazing domestically. And it's, it's a, he, has, he, he does have a little bit of spark to him, which they desperately missed in this game. But I guess it's not a good sign... You know, Hosselu as well, it's a great story, him coming on and scoring goals against Norway at his age, finally getting into the national team, Iago Aspas getting some love. But still, if you want to be like one of the sort of top talent producing nations in the world, like these are kind of good stories, but maybe not a sign of, of good health in the Spanish football uh, sphere. I, I do agree with that point. Yeah, it's quite surprising seeing them. I mean, I, 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 yeah, I did think surely they must have some other options up there, but it, it appears not also as well. Um, Pedro Porro, Pedro Porro, sorry, uh, playing at, uh, at the back from Spain. He's had his uh, critics. Obviously he, he slipped um, in the build up to the first goal, which uh, Scotland said, thank you very much. And, and McTominay put away. And when I say he's, he's had his critics, I'm going to hone in on one of them right now. Um, Tim Sherwood, who described Porro as so bad, it's unbelievable after Leicester beat Spurs 4-1. Although Porro hit back and said last week, I don't know him, but he won't be the first who then had to shut his mouth. I think Tim Sherwood's gob will be wide open right now. I think that would be true whatever had happened at any point. <laughs> Ever. It, it, that just means that the world hasn't ended. You know, the planet yeah. is still spinning at the right. Gravity is still functioning. The mm. oxygen is still breathable. Yes. Tim Sherwood is still yapping, saying things. And I think Tottenham fans will be quite relaxed about this because he also said back in the day that Jan van Togen couldn't defend. So, I mean, yeah. I, I think Tim Sherwood being very negative about an expensive Tottenham signing, that's, that's a pretty good sign, really. That's what you want to hear. Yeah, but I mean, when you look at this Spanish side, Lars, um, there's there's a, you know a handful of names, of course, that that 
we, we would certainly know Kepper in goal, Rodri in there. You mentioned Hosselu, uh, Sabayos as well, um, Oyarzabal. How, how, how do you rate them, really? Because, I mean, again, they're, they're poor in this game, but we could, you know, some of the bigger nations, they can have the odd off night in qualification. You know, it wouldn't be the first time that happens, and you'd still very much fancy them to qualify. But where do, where do you put them? Well, well, slightly further behind the very best teams out there. I, mm. I, I was surprised to see them make quite as many changes as they do. Take uh, Danny Olmo out, take, uh, uh, take Gavi out. Well, they made eight changes from that, mm. that win against Norway. Yeah, because they weren't actually that convincing against Norway either. Mm. Like It was 3-0 in the end, but they scored early and at 1-0, it was a pretty even game and Norway had some reasonable chances, should have had a penalty. So that, that game could have easily tilted in a different direction. Mm-hmm. So they weren't convincing and then they make a lot of changes away to Scotland, which is like... Scotland are not terrible. Like no. they're, 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 they're a pretty decent outfit. And I think this is one of the truisms in football, like playing Scotland at that stadium when the crowd gets going. Like, it's not easy. Mm. And, and you know, I, I thought that was... Maybe, I mean, they've got a new manager in charge. Maybe he wanted to see different people. Maybe he's probably pretty confident getting out of this group no matter what happens. And he wanted to test some guys. Could be all kinds of reasons for it. But I kind of felt they got what they what was coming to them here in that sense. And um, yeah, tremendous stuff from Scotland. Scott McTominay uh, finding his inner sort of uh, yeah, goal-scoring uh, type of thing. I quite like him as a sort of box-to-box guy. I think he moves forward with a lot of momentum yeah. and power. Yeah, I think he's one of those players who, who steps up um, when he plays for his country because he knows more is going to be demanded of him. John McGinn's another... Although McGinn, yeah. you know, he still plays well for Villa and so on. Well, I, I think this is it, Marcus. I think we perhaps, you know... Or, or, or people, rather maybe underestimate the talent in the Scotland squad mm. because Scotland have under, underachieved so often and not only have they underachieved, I mean, how often do you sort of expect that, you know, they, they look like they're going to get a good result and then it, it goes away from them. All over social media, and uh-huh. everybody I know who has any sort of interest in Scotland was saying, oh God, how are we going to mess this up? Oh, this is terrifying. And then they get a brilliant solid win. <laughs> I think, you know, with, with, with Andy Robertson, with Kieran Tierney, with, with Scott McTominay, a few others in there, they've got some really, really good players that play at yeah. a high level. So uh, uh, they're, they're making the best of that. And they're, they're you know, they're, they're, they're here. They're back. Scotland's yeah. back. When you say they're back... Jim, where had they been from? from I, I, they're back from when they beat France that time about okay, sixteen okay. years ago. I, th- I, I mean, they did qualify for the last uh, European Championships, let's just forget. <laughs> All right, they're back from then. Yeah, right. Okay, right. Fine. That's trying uh, to stitch me up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you grew uh, up in uh, Scotland, Marcus, didn't you? Uh, did, did, are Scotland's it, youth going to be buzzing on their bacon rounds tomorrow? I, this is going to be. Hey, is, it's going to be a on. huge. They He's, were they were also good in the Nations League. They Come were on, very good Scotland in the Nations some credit. League. We, I think Jim is, but he's also having a dig at the fact that I, once when I was a youngster, had a bacon round and I used to wear a little scientist lab coat <laughs> and have and have bacon in my pocket and change. I, 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 I respect any, up, any country that employs people in scientist lab coats to deliver bacon to people. I think out of a bucket, it's a scandal. Now. It's a scandal that that isn't a thing in more places. I couldn't agree more around the world. <laughs> If that was a thing where I live and it was reasonably priced, I would get in on that. Well, I, one forty-eight for for unsmoked, one pound fifty-two for smoked. Tremendous, yeah. different yeah. time. Not now. I was, uh, there's not a price. I mean, now. I, this is I mean, tre- really good value now. You'd probably yeah. buy that bacon and flip it, really, <laughs> and you'd pro- make more money than you do 
so long ago. But yes, back. But if if we can be a tiny bit serious about Scotland, what I think is Steve Clark's done well is um, clearly the two standout players for Scotland are, are Tierney and Robertson, despite McTominay's. Uh, work, you know, obviously McGinn uh, plays his part as well. But you look at way he, de- well, in fact, I'll bring in McGinn as well. You look at the way he deploys them. <clears throat> Tierney, the left side of a back three, Robertson as a sort of a, a, a wing back as well. He's found a way to fit them both in because, and he's he's done this for a while. This is this is nothing new, of course. Um, but that's what Clark's done um, since he's arrived. But also playing McGinn in a more advanced role than he than he might do for Aston Villa. McGinn's got what is it, sixteen international goals now. Clark was saying that he fancies McGinn uh, to get twenty plus goals, which only a handful of um, of Scottish men have done, of course, playing for the national side. So he's he's you know he's he's, he's done a good job, and and with um, Clark signing a new contract until twenty twenty six, the Scottish Football Association have backed him. You know he's been the boss since two thousand and nineteen. He obviously got them uh, qualified. How impressed have you been with Steve Clark, Lars? Um, often uh, looking a little bit uh, uh, dour and whatnot, but I tell you what, he'll have a big old smile on those chops of his uh, but, but, last but, night. Hey, he, he got them to a tournament. You know, I'm, I'm a Norwegian man. I can't really scoff at any team that's managed to get to a tournament. That's just not something we, we do or have done for about a quarter century now. Mm. And the year they 2000, did really... Lars. <clears throat> yeah, almost mm. a quarter century. Yeah. Uh, and um, and they did really well in the Nations League, so I think he's done what's asked of him and, 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 and then some. So it makes sense to back him now. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, they've had a great start. There's no two ways about that. And again, some of the football they played were great. I mean, McTominay, four goals in two games. That is yeah. a lovely old job. And if there was any, you know, the, the first goal took a, um, a deflection. And you think, well, it might have been a bit fortuitous, but uh, there was no doubt about the second one, Jim. No, absolutely not. Absolutely walloped it. Although, I mean, it came from a not brilliant clearance from Eric Garcia, but, you know, you've got to take those chances when, when they fall, haven't you? And, and six points from two games, um, mm. especially with the, um, you know, with the playoff in their back pocket from the, from the Nations League. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, 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 they couldn't have asked for more. It's absolutely fantastic. Indeed. And I think sometimes one can forget about the role Lyndon Dykes and Ryan Christie, mm. uh, those two play for this side, because obviously, as, as fans of, of the Premier League who we watch, <laughs> we're going to focus on Tierney, Robertson, McTominay and McGinn, who are big players for Scotland, let's let, let's not forget. But the way Dykes gets involved for Scotland, he may not score a load of goals, but he is that forward who is he's a handful. Um, no two is about that. And and Christie as well provides um good width and so on down the flank. So yeah, it'd be interesting to uh, to see what they what they can do. Um and uh, you know of of course in 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 the same group, Lars, I mean Norway um, I want to talk about it. No, okay. <laughs> well, Lars, I mean, I said to you in WhatsApp, it's it's not a bad point, and you... It's a terrible you know, point. You you did that awful thing when someone uh, screenshots your WhatsApp message and puts it on Twitter without my permission. But fortunately, <laughs> there are no skeletons in my, my closet other than that one. So I was trying to just make you feel a bit better. Um, I, I should make you clear to the listeners, I was praising your ability to, like, troll people in a good-natured manner. <laughs> Which I think is the only thing I can describe that. <laughs> yeah. Do you, th- do you think this is good-natured, Lars? Norway are ranked 16th in the UEFA coefficient, Georgia in 46th. FIFA, Norway 43rd, Georgia coming in at 78th. Is that good-natured? Not a good point. No. It's a dreadful no. point. I mean, the way this group, and this relates to Scotland, is this kind of the t- finishing end of the Scotland chat as well, is that... Spain being bad would kind of break this group wide open, but I'm not convinced that... I wonder if this game was a bit of an aberration from them. You know, a new coach made a lot of changes. 
couple of players didn't turn up. Scotland were right on it. Yeah, I, I still would expect Spain to go on and win the group because of just the overall quality that they have, right? Yeah. So then you're looking at Scotland and Norway most likely battling it out for second with the games against Georgia being the banana skins, possibly Cyprus away, but that should be manageable, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So so, so the game against Georgia is a big banana skin for both Norway and Scotland when they played them. And, and we looked at that banana skin and we had a right all run up and we jumped and we planted both feet straight on the banana skin yeah. and fell right on our faces. That is how I feel about that point, Marcus Speller. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I think you say it harsh because you didn't lose the game. If, you, if, if you'd have put both feet on the banana skin, you'd have lost the game. Whereas clearly Martin Odegaard or Erdogan, um put his foot on the banana skin when he had that chance and blazed over the bar. We played a reasonably good game. We were, we, we were pretty good in the first half. Uh, we had some big chances that were missed, uh, lost a bit of control, and the beginning of the second half, Georgia came back into it, got an equaliser. They kind of deserved... Then we had a massive chance. Uh, we had a couple of massive chances. One, Martin Odegaard blazing it over from an open goal. But also earlier, we had another miss at an almost open goal. We, we created enough chances to win the game. We just didn't. True. It was a, well, but it was a lovely goal Norway scored. But look, you, Spain away, you wouldn't have expected any points from that for Norway. No. That's the toughest game in the group. You described Georgia, quite rightly, I think, as a banana skin. You had a little slippy slip on it, okay? That's where you are. <laughs> So yes. not, I don't think it, I don't think it is bad. The, the next game, Norway hosts Scotland. That's the big yeah. one. That's a huge game. Yeah, because we're now we're what we're five points down to Scotland already. It, <laughs> yeah. Two games in, and we're five yeah. points but, down. Yeah, but I mean, Scotland have played team. Cyprus, you know. Which yeah, is... but they've played Spain and beat them. Yes, but which they, we're they, not going to do. It's, well, it's an obvious thing to say as well, though. But you've you've missed Erling Haaland in these in these yeah. games, and that's absolutely no, that, that's, huge. Yeah, that's the long and short of it. I think with the game against Georgia, we didn't play very badly. We created enough. If we had the combine harvester of doom, the insatiable goal muncher uh, up in front of goal, <laughs> we would have won that game. I'm fairly certain. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. 
Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Tarkovsky stayed forward to head it back, headed out by White, headed back by Tarkovsky. Like head tennis in the head minute. Head tennis here, <laughs> Elsewhere from last night, Wales beat Latvia 1-0 to go top of Group D. Um, Kiefer Moore scored a header, obviously. The Welsh Olivier Giroud uh, back among the goals. <laughs> I like that. And, uh, and he did it in front of Gareth Bale. Um, but Gareth Bale wasn't behind him on the pitch. He was up in the stands, of course. Uh, Gareth Bale got a big old send-off before kick-off, gave a rousing speech and then put his feet up. Um, so make what you will. But uh, but it was a good send-off for Bale, who um, has been possibly, probably, definitely the greatest Wales player of all time. Oh, without doubt. I, I think it's probably worth pointing out as well that he figuratively put his feet up. He wasn't yeah. like sat on the bench... He wasn't at Real Madrid on the subs bench. He wasn't that relaxed, was it? (laughs) No, he went up to the stands and very much enjoyed the game. He wasn't like making a show of being retired. It's like, yep, I'm not helping anymore. I am not running. Do you know, Akifa Moore was, I I love that header. It's one of those things that's like technically, I feel like brilliant headers don't get enough love for how the technical quality required Mm. and the difficulty of executing them. Can I just quiz you, lads? Mm. What are Kiefer Moore's middle names? Oh, John mm. Charles? No, no Googling. Uh, is it, no Googling? No Googling. Oh, I thought you, for a moment, I thought that was the name. No, um, I mean, <laughs> it's Kiefer Roberto Francisco Moore. Bloody Nora. Yeah. Is there some Italian uh, genetics at play there? He's a very handsome I mean, man. It would be a very random set of middle names if there wasn't. Well, yeah, indeed. Yeah. I mean, and, and Wales needed it because um, it would have been quite the two points dropped if they'd have uh, not beaten the, the the Latvia side that are ranked 133rd in the world behind the Faroe Islands. Uh, sorry, below the Faroe Islands. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, look, a win's a win's a win. Uh, and that's all that matters, really, uh, I, I, yeah. I suppose. And, the, the, you know, the group's not going to be, um, you know, sort of one on those kind of results. But the fact is, Wales are top of the group after two games because of that brilliant point away in uh, Croatia. So, yeah. they'll be they'll be... They'll be pretty pleased with their work um, so far, Lars, would you not think? Yeah, no, absolutely. They should be. Um, you would expect them to, to, to beat Latvia. But as we've covered, sometimes in life when you're expecting your team to beat a team, they don't beat that <laughs> yes. team. No, but Latvia at home is not a banana skin, though, is it? Might be for Norway right now. Yeah, oh, well, they're, well, they're, not the, they're not in the same group, so don't, so don't worry about that. Um, but look, it, it, it just get it done. Three points. 
Lovely well, that's old it, job. isn't it? This is, I mean, this this accentuates the result uh, against Croatia because if you if you do something silly here, that becomes meaningless, and this just you know yeah. compounds that as the excellent result it was. Indeed. And do you still think Wales have the the strongest national the strongest identity of all the national teams, Jim? After that Scotland win, um, isn't what I said, but yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> is uh, is Kiefer uh, Kiefer Roberto Francisco Moore? Uh huh. Whose, whose heritage I believe is Italian, because um, I've been Googling that furiously while you've been talking about Latvia. But is his him and Dan James, is that the most sort of outrageous big man, speedy man front combo we've seen for a while? Yeah, but Dan James, I mean, that's not quite what they were doing, playing him sort of up top. I mean, you've got Harry Wilson in there as well, who I, I think is you know, a much more sort of cultured player. I mean, both play at Fulham, of course. So I think, but I was actually saying this during the World Cup, I think, when they had Gareth Bale. I actually thought they should have used Bale as um, an impact sub. That was obviously never going to happen. But a front three of Harry Wilson, um, Kiefer Moore and Dan James, you know, I think that that isn't too bad. I know Dan James has his critics, but he's got (laughs) unbelievable pace, which is always... sure. Yeah, of course, that's always going to trouble defenders. Yeah, any team that can play an early long ball up to Kiefer Moore with Dan James running in behind in case he wins the ball and knocks it on, like that's mm. going to cause a lot yeah. of trouble against I'm, a lot of teams. Dan James can play long balls to himself. It's a great outlet. <laughs> Just catch up with them. It's true. I did see that once at Fulham, actually. He ran down the left wing, <laughs> played it square to nobody because I think nobody <laughs> caught up with him. And then he ran across the field to where the right winger should have been and collected his own pass. It was utterly glorious. I love that that's a real thing. Yeah, but he he didn't give possession away, you see. Um, Chaps, elsewhere in the group, Croatia beat Turkey 2-0. The game was hosted uh, in uh, in Bursa, Bursa Sports Stadium, I believe, which is shaped like a giant crocodile. I I implore um, anybody to seek this out. It It is a beautiful stadium. Yeah, it's incredible. It almost looks like the Lacoste logo, doesn't it? A little bit. It's, it's, a, it's a bit like a cartoon crocodile, obviously. I mean, it's, it's not a realistic were, crocodile. Do you think that's what they were doing, Jim? You're like, that's how you caught like a bit of fancy sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, on, you guys. might as well put your name, name on it. We've got the logo here. <laughs> Come on, guys. What are it's you saying? It's actually very presumptuous. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they tried to like get sponsored by the film Lyle Lyle Crocodile, and they were also like, we're not sponsoring a stadium in Turkey. This is a strange way to market yeah. this film. You end up stuck with a stadium that looks like a crocodile. It happens, doesn't it? But I do uh, suggest that anybody check that out because it is, it is quite glorious. Uh, let's turn our attention to uh, some happenings that happened on Monday evening. Uh, of course, um, uh, France uh, went to Ireland and they and they met for the first time in almost five years. A one nil defeat for the Irish. Um, good performance from Ireland. It is a defeat ultimately, but but much better. I was talking to an Irish mate of mine and I said, "Well, Ireland look you know pretty poor at the moment, don't they?" And he said, "Well, actually, he was expecting uh, much better things from what we've seen. I mean, it, Ireland started their World Cup qualifying campaign with a loss to Luxembourg at home. Now, I know this is a loss, but it is to France for crying out loud. And if yeah. it wasn't for Magic Mike Mannion uh, 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 or, or Mignon uh, making an unbelievable save yeah, right at incredible. the death." 
it would have been it would have been a draw. So, I mean, Lars, you were nodding when I said Ireland, um, or, or I was saying a friend of mine said that, that Ireland are actually better than perhaps what one might think. You, you agreed? With yeah, that. I concur. I, I think uh, the coach Stephen Kenny is trying to sort of change the way they play. Is trying to do a whole sort of generational shift, bring in some younger mm. players, encourage them to keep the ball more, and sort of develop what they do a little it's bit. It's been and slow. That's a, and that is a difficult thing to do because, yeah. uh, you know, if there are a lot of players who are maybe used to playing in a slightly more direct manner. They've had quite a few games under Stephen Kenny where I feel like they've deserved more than they've ultimately gotten. But then also they've had a few sort of performances where they've shown that sort of world resilience that we maybe associate with the Irish national teams. Like they got a draw uh, against Portugal. Uh, they, they, they managed to get a draw against Belgium. So they have, like, you can make fun of them for losing to Luxembourg, but they have also had some good performances. And I think in terms of the what they're doing on the pitch, you can see that they're trying to mm-hmm. sort of improve their model of football, if that doesn't sound too... Pre- I mean, it definitely sounds too pretentious, but I think that, that I think that's what's <laughs> happening. And, uh, you know, I, I'd be... The thing about national teams is you have the players you have. <laughs> so so yeah, there's, there will be yeah. years when you just look at your squad and say, well, you know, there's certain positions where we're not really well stocked. But if you're Irish now, you're probably pretty excited about Chidozio Bene, who's put in some really sharp performances for them. You're mm-hmm. obviously very excited about Evan Ferguson and what he's doing at Brighton. There are some of these players who, you know, who, who are, you know, giving you cause for optimism. And I think this kind of performance, again, I'm, I'm really... Uh, down with the situation with Norway. If Norway lost against France like this, I'd be like, yeah, fair enough. You know, you, you gave France a really good fight and you lost by a goal and their goalkeeper had to do some crazy things. That's that's a that's a reasonable night at the office for an international team, I, I think. You, you know, you never want to praise heroic failure too much, but you can't. that was a fine performance, I thought. What a goal that was from Benjamin Pavard as well. He he yeah. just he loves a spectacular goal for France, doesn't he? Mm, yeah, he scored I a mean, goal in the twenty eighteen World Cup that was really memorable as well. And it, this one wasn't quite as good as that, but it was ridiculous. That you you really feel for Ireland that a, the ball slips out of your control momentarily, and a fullback does that. It shows it shows you how good the save from Mike Mannion was. Is the fact that everyone was talking about the save rather than that beautiful yes. goal that decided the, the match, of course. From what you were saying about Stephen Kenny, I, I, I agree with you, Lars, that, that you know, trying to, to change it is going to take a while. I just wonder, then, Ireland, they, 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 they missed out on the Euros last time. They obviously didn't qualify for the World Cup. They're in, a, well, they're in a, a tricky group. You've got France in there, of course, who people would think would go on to win the group, especially what they did against the Netherlands. You've got Greece in there who can be um, a stubborn opponent. You do have the Netherlands who are better than the Irish. There's no two ways yep. about that. Uh, and then Gibraltar are the whipping boys. So I, I just wonder, Kenny has been given time, you know, despite some of the poor results and, and the some of the uninspiring performances and lack of goals. They are backing him. They've given him time. I just wonder what the, the powers that be in, in Irish football are thinking this time round. You know, obviously, if performances are good when they finish third or they don't quite get there. But, you know, do they have to qualify? Does Kenny start having no. to show some real results? I, I think that would, uh, to look at the current sort of talent crop that Ireland have at their disposal and say that not finishing above France or Netherlands is a sackable offence. I think that would be a completely <laughs> well, deranged way of looking at it. I'm sorry, yeah. that, 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 that just doesn't make any sense to me at all. All right, well, fair enough then. Um, did you see, uh, speaking Boom. of... The, yeah, <laughs> Kill that one, stone dead. No more conversation on the subject. Okay, so so Ireland not qualifying uh, would be a success for them, Lars ah, I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> but, but, but right now, I cannot look at this Irish squad and see like, oh, uh, how can you not finish above the Dutch, Stephen Kenny? Like this, this yeah, would be a very be strange harsh. board meeting at the FAI. Yeah, well, Mick McCarthy. To be fair, they it. do have those fairly regularly. <laughs> so he is toast, isn't he? <laughs> Speaking of um, the Dutch, by the way, did you see uh, one Dutch reporter was very blunt to, to Wout Weghorst after the Netherlands beat uh, Gibraltar on Monday? And he said, Wout, if you'd have played for 48 hours in this game, would you have scored? And Weghorst replied, good question. I did my best, but time was up. <laughs> Cheeky bastard. Yeah, he's taken that very well. You know what? God bless Vote Vegas for not kicking off then. I mean, I think a lot of footballers would have just walked out or or something like that. Maybe he was put off because in the background, Lionel Messi was just staring at him (laughs) and uh, calling him stupid. Bobo. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Or something like that, gentlemen. I think uh, I think we'll we'll call it a day there. We've um, we've reacted sufficiently. I mean, I've uh, reacted a lot. I mean, you I'm, have. I'm, You've been very reactive. Re- you know, you can't be on a bad night. When I said yes to this, I did not know it was, <laughs> we were going to mess it up against Georgia, and that was <laughs> arguably the foulest mood I've been in whilst recording a podcast for as long as I can remember. Yeah, like, yeah. I hope I wasn't too negative, everyone. No, you 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 you're all right, Lars. Don't worry. Look, it's the end, yeah. and I think it's particularly disappointing because that's how Norway's international break has ended mm. or dropping yeah. two points away and those and things you said about Scotland will just cut out yeah exactly <laughs> yeah said some dark dark things <laughs> well I stand by my earlier um, statement yesterday that I think it's not a bad point for Norway but there we are time will tell if I the am the point's correct. gotten worse since then yeah <laughs> Not for me. It made no sense then. It makes even less sense now. I think that, look, the international break is over. The doors are closed. There'll be another one soon. It'll pop up. Norway have a chance. They're playing Scotland. All eyes on that one. Club football is back this weekend. Lars and I know you love Erling Haaland. He's one of your one of your fellow countrymen. You'll want to see him playing very well for Manchester City. Yep, excited about that. Oh dear, Jim! No doubt you're. It wasn't even Carrascalio who scored. I mean, that he's still bloody hell fine. He's going to keep doing this long after yeah. we've yeah, gone, yeah, Marcus. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, Jim, out, I'm out. I'm out. I just want to turn to a, a chap who's had a better time of it, Jim. You're an Englishman who supports Arsenal. Six uh-huh. points, top of the group. Arsenal, top of the league. You're sitting on football in cloud nine, aren't you? I am, but it's uh, it's scary up here, mate. Because uh, you don't know. I've not felt this stress by football in years, to be honest. Because there's, mm. there's there's a long way to fall now, isn't there? It's a long oh, way well, to fall. It's a long way down. Mm. But if you do fall all the way down, Lars will be there to keep you company. Um, thank you very <laughs> much for listening to today's uh, Ramble Reacts. A new episode of the Drop In will be dropping this afternoon at 4pm, by the way. So get your ears around that lot. Um, you can find us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram and YouTube at Football Ramble. Uh, and remember to subscribe on your podcast app. Thank you very much, Lars Sivertson. It's all good, Marcus. <laughs> thank you very much, Jim Campbell. You're very welcome. And thank you, everybody. And well done to England, Wales and Scotland and Georgia. See you soon. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.